0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm good. I'm good. Trying to put it all together. Uh, a couple weeks before the draft, trying to put the finishing touches on these rankings and lists and all this other stuff. So you know what it's at.
0: Yeah, I was actually thinking the other day, is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame open? I got to look that up. Uh, going out there to Cleveland. Yeah, I think I got to sneak over there. If that place is open, sneak in there a little bit. Mask up and go see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why not?
1: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun for you. Yeah. As you get ready for a big event.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's a little just take a little steam off there. Um, All right. Today on the show, we have got two interviews we're going to roll. Both uh, uh, interviews conducted by you, Buck. You got a chance to to chat with some guys with interesting stories um, in the upcoming draft. The first interview is going to be Travis Etienne, a talented running back from Clemson who's uh, got a chance to be the first running back off the board. He's my highest-rated running back. I think he's your second. Uh, and Dax Mill, the wide receiver from BYU, who is uh, somebody that's probably you know fourth, fifth-round range, somewhere around there, uh, but who has interesting insight, not only on you know, his journey, but also on one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, who we assume will be the second pick in Zach Wilson. So uh, we've got two great chats here. Let's get to the first one. Uh, here's Bucky's conversation with Clemson running back Travis Etienne.
1: I know you're getting anxious. This process is about to culminate in a, in a month. Uh, what have you been doing, just trying to get ready, trying trying to put yourself in the best possible position to get drafted as high as you possibly can?
3: Uh, I mean, well, uh, early in the process, just really working hard, uh, just training and everything, uh, working Monday through Monday through Saturday, just really grinding, grinding and grinding, man. And uh, having success at Pro Day, really getting out there, getting after it. And I was just really just getting in football shape and really just uh, the waiting process. I feel like this process, this, this part where the way, just very anxious and you're really just ready to get it over with.
1: Yeah. So that transition from working for combine or pro day workouts to now getting ready for football shape. How different has that been for you?
3: Uh, well, it, it hasn't been that much different. Uh, we, we're just trying to get in the swing of things, trying to create my little my, my, my daily routine. So uh, whenever I, I get drafted and wherever I have to go, I'll be ready to to go and show them who I am they want.
1: You know, thinking about that, you're fortunate because you have a guy that was a first-round pick in C.J. Spiller who was at Clemson, who has uh, been around the program, who's worked with the running
3: backs. What have you been able to learn from Coach Spiller uh, to prepare yourself for this process? Uh, I mean, uh, what a tremendous uh, opportunity that I have just to even be able to get on the phone and be able to text him or call him and just be able to have that connection that I can get to him, man. It, it just, it, it really made this process this much more easier for me. Because he's been through this. He, he knows what to expect. And so he, he, he's really been guiding me through this whole process. And I'm just forever thankful for that. And, man, it's just crazy. The advice that he gives me, uh, I just always take with me. You know, and thinking about
1: uh, Coach Spiller's game and really looking at your game, it seems like each and every year you've been able to improve, first as a runner but more as a pass catcher. What would you say the things that you've worked on over the four years at Clemson where you now feel good about, hey, these are the strong parts to my game?
3: Uh, uh, I feel. I feel like now, uh, being at Clemson, I really worked on my whole entirety of my game. I feel like now I'm a complete back. I'm every down back, gonna be on that first, second, third down. I don't have to come to field at all. And that is really good. Really a credit to the uh, the culture that we have, and just uh, having C.J. Spiller there in my last year, and having Coach Elliott just coach me up, and uh, just, just, just really just uh, just seeing how the game is transitioning and where the running back position is headed, and just me trying to mold myself into be a top tier running back.
1: You know, it's funny because when I look at you, man, you remind me so much of Jamal Charles who played with the Kansas City Chiefs. Are there any running backs that either you see yourself in their game or you've been able to take stuff from from their game and put into yours? I know. Most
3: definitely, I, I, I'm definitely able to take stuff from Jamal Charles, but uh, I feel lately uh, lately in my career, I've been watching a lot of Alvin Kamara, just what he has done uh, with the Saints, man, just this is the way that he's transitioned to position. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's also a great player. And I mean, I feel like those two guys that, I really try to model my game after there of now. You know, you, you mentioned a little bit
1: about Clemson and the culture at Clemson. What is it about what Dabo Sweeney has created down there in Clemson that allows you guys not only to be successful as a team, but individually you guys appear to max out your potential?
3: Uh, well, uh, Coach, it's a testament to the guys that he recruit. Uh, he recruits guys that want to play football and love the game of football, who wants to get better each and every day. And I feel like when you have a group of guys just all working towards one thing, I mean – uh, the sky's the limit for them. And uh, just it's it just a general appreciation for everybody in that building now, uh, man. I'm just very thankful that I was able to cultivate and uh, be grouped into that culture and really just made who I am on and off the field.
1: Now, I know you're not supposed to do this because you're not supposed to pay attention to mock drafts and those things because everyone tells you all it's going to do is drive you crazy. But your name has been connected to the New York Jets a lot. Um, and so if you've had the opportunity to talk to the Jets or even thought about going to the Jets, how do you think your game would fit if you had an opportunity to play with the Jets or play in New York?
3: Uh, I, honestly, I feel like my game would fit perfectly. I feel like the Jets, uh, just, just, just uh, the, the way the organization is headed, I feel like you can plug me in and, I, and, and I'll, I'll be an instant. Uh, I, I'll hold a team instantly day one. So, I mean, uh, I have been saying that, and, man, I, it's just kind of just humbling to me to uh, even just be in a mock draft, for instance, uh, just having people – want me to be on that team. So, man, I, I feel like if I'm there, I feel like it'd be a great situation because uh, I feel like I'm a guy where you can put in any kind of offense and, and I'll make the best out of it. Well, you know,
1: they got their big old left tackle, Makai Beckton, And so you have an opportunity to run behind them in a, in a scheme that we've seen a lot of running backs have a tremendous amount of success.
3: Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, that's, that's what I love to see. That's what I love. You know, so, and in, in, in thinking about Clemson,
1: your program, you guys have been so successful. And so there's naturally a lot of attention on the players there. And one of the players has been Trevor Lawrence. What is it like to play with Trevor Lawrence? What is he like in the huddle?
3: Uh, Trevor, uh, he's just cool and calm and collected. I mean, uh, he, he, he really don't voice his opinion. When he do it, everyone stops and listens. And I feel like Trevor, uh, the, the sky's limit for him, man. I mean, uh, it was really a great experience, a humble experience for me to be able to play with the number one quarterback, number, number one pick eventually. So, uh, for me, I'm just forever grateful Hover that I got to play with him. And, I mean, man, the, the, those times you kind of take for granted, but looking back on it, you really see how special those moments was. You know, you guys were very, very special.
1: You guys accomplished a lot. And it, it's funny because both of you guys were very, very young players when y'all won the national title. Uh, did it ever seem like it was overwhelming for you or for Trevor, like to step in that, step on that big stage and really lead the team?
3: Uh, no, sir. Not at all. It was never overwhelming. That just uh, the culture that we have. I feel like that goes credit to the culture. Uh, just just the, the group of guys that we had around us. I felt like uh, it was easy for Trev to step in and lead because everyone was so about their business. And uh, we, we all had one common goal. So it was easy for him to step in there and, and, and just do what he do. You know, so
1: in thinking about one common goal, what is your goal uh, as you head into the National Football League? What would be
3: one of the things that you would like to accomplish as a rookie player in the league? Um, well, honestly, I look back on my, my rookie season. I just want to be able to say that I, I really exhausted every moment, every opportunity that I had on the field on and off. So uh, I, I say big things for me as a rookie and man, uh, as, as I'm supposed to, but I mean, I feel like when I look back on my rookie season, as long as I can say I exhausted every moment and every opportunity and made the most out of it, I'll be happy. Well, look, man, we're excited for you. We're happy to see, uh,
1: we're going to be excited to hear your name call. Uh in a month or so great. at the NFL draft. So best of luck to you. Thanks so much for joining the Moon to Six podcast. Uh, no, no, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having
0: me. Hey, Buck, great job, man. Uh, great to listen to him. I mean, everything you hear about him from a character leadership standpoint, talking to the folks at Clemson is outstanding. And You get a little bit of a glimpse of it there.
1: Yeah, great kid. Great understanding uh, of who he is as a player and what he needed to work on. I like the fact that he attacked his weaknesses, um, in the offseason, and he always wants to get better. I also like the fact that he leaned on a, a resource at Clemson, C.J. Spiller, uh, from a first-round pick that played in the league for a while, being able to tap into his mind and expertise and using that to help him prepare for it, the next chapter in his football journey. Um, I'm really excited about Travis Etienne and what he could be at the next level. I just would love to see him in an offense that is perfect for his talents. We talked about that Kyle Shanahan system where he can oh, be yeah. a one-cut runner and just get downhill. Man, he I think he would put a big-time numbers in a system like that.
0: Yeah, you can use him in the screen game as well. Um, somebody who just continued to get better each and every year there at Clemson put up some monster uh, numbers. By the way, C.J. Spiller, huge grade. I gave C.J. Spiller a huge grade uh, coming out of Clemson. I'm uh, Probably a little bit too high on that one. Uh, Maybe I'm overgrading (laughs) running backs. I'm kind of rolling through my head here now. Yeah, it was about Spiller, Reggie, all these guys.
1: Well, it's easy to fall in love with the running back man, because they're so splashy. Um, C.J. Spiller's highlight tape would make you want to go big on him because he was hard to tackle when he was at Clemson. Uh,
0: No doubt. All right, well, let's switch gears here to a wide receiver. Uh, From BYU, Dax Mill, and I had a chance to go watch him train and work out up in Orange County with their group there. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great kid, somebody that to me is, is excellent quickness, gonna be a good slot wide receiver at the next level, but also somebody that's a great resource for us uh, to learn more about his quarterback there in Zach Wilson. So here's your conversation.
1: We're really excited to chat with you today because you've been a guy who's been, look, a very, very productive player throughout your time at BYU, big time playmaker what has it been like for you just this entire process getting ready
4: for the draft after a very accomplished career um man it's to sum it up I just say it's surreal it's it's still crazy to me that um that we we're able to have as much success success as we had last past season and and now um you know I have the opportunity with to you know prepare for the NFL with some other teammates and and it's just been a fun time man
1: <clears throat> yeah how how was that because um And and, and watching you guys, like the pandemic and all of those things, like people are affected by not being able to get together. And then I get a chance to see you guys opening night against Navy, and you absolutely throttled them. How did you guys get prepared in the midst of a pandemic?
4: Um, Yeah, I think a couple things went into that. Um, One, I think uh, a lot of people know me me and uh, Zach Wilson lived together uh, this past season. And so, you know, during that whole quarantine time, Um, There's plenty of opportunities for us to just kind of, you know, watch film or or go throw together, um, you know, get timing stuff down. And um, another thing was just, you know, always uh, having it in our head that, you know, we're going to we're going to have a season. We know our AD is going to find games. Um, We just got to do everything on our part. And um, that first game, you know, really, I think it just showed everyone. But it even showed us, you know, how good we were and how ready we were for the for this season
1: you know, it's funny because you guys have always been regarded as one of the more physical teams. And it's funny because BYU used to be known for the passing prowess and all that other, other stuff, but of late, you guys have been a very, very physical and aggressive team, but to do what you guys were able to do last season in the midst of a pandemic where the schedule would change week to week, you didn't know. How are you guys able to stay focused and ready with all of the uncertainty around the program?
4: Yeah, that was, it's, it's definitely tough trying to stay focused like that. Um, you know, a great example of, of um, that whole thing was our Coastal Carolina game where um, it wasn't scheduled until, you know, three days before. And um, you know, we we were just grateful to even have that game. Um, and we just, we uh, really respected our AD for, for reaching out and finding us anything available. Um, I mean, obviously we, we lost that game, but um, it was a great opportunity to just show that we can, you know, pick up everything and go when when uh when our name is called.
1: You know, and thinking about all the success that you guys had during this season, how will you use some of the lessons that you learned during this final year to help you as you go forward in the National Football
4: League? Yeah. Uh throughout this last um season, um, you know, you wanna especially after I, you know. Realized that it was a real opportunity to come to the NFL. Um, I think I really started honing in on on uh, details, man you know you get preached that growing up and and um, throughout your career that you know details matter and and it really does and I think you know going into each practice each game, um just figuring out little things to do to to you know separate yourself you know physically like for me, a receiver gives separation. Um, you know, great, great footwork, just little things like that, and um, allow me to carry it over and have success in the NFL.
1: Okay, so you mentioned uh, Zach Wilson was your roommate. Talk a little bit about him. How is he as a leader um, when you guys are on
4: the field? Uh, yeah, he he did a great job uh, becoming a leader. Um, I think he really grew into it because um, you know he was the he was my quarterback freshman sophomore year, but. Um, you know, with injury and, and being young, um, you know, he kind of had to really grow into the, the leadership role and, and, but this last season he did a great job, um, you know, getting the team together and, um, you know, coming off the field after, uh, after a series and, and bringing us together and, um, you know, figuring out what, what we, we could do differently or what looks good, um, talking to the coaches, so um really proud of him and, and the way he, he handled himself.
1: You know, so it's funny. So we get a chance to watch you guys at your pro day and we're watching all these seemingly impromptu throws running all over, throwing across his body, whatever. What is it like to play with a guy who can, man, just sling the rock from any platform in any level? Like what does that do for you as a wide receiver?
4: Yeah, it's, it's really fun as a wide receiver to play for someone like that that can just, um, make throws like that look easy. Um, and I, to be honest, I think I started to take that stuff for granted, uh, you know, as my career went on. Um, I mean, you guys saw the pro day, um, just the pure arm talent he has. Um, I just can't even, it's just, it's weird. Um, but, uh, uh, I just, it's, it's, it's good. It's good that people are recognizing the, uh, the talent he has. So, Do
1: you have a favorite uh, throw, like a favorite memory of a throw that happened in a game that you're just like, wow, that is one remarkable throw that my man just put up?
4: Yes, yes, it was. um, I think it was against uh, Western Kentucky. Um, He he rolled out right. I was uh, on a go route um, on their sideline and he rolled out opposite of me. And then I thought he was, you know, just kind of counting me out. Um, So, But I just stayed running on the opposite sideline. And all of a sudden he turned and I seen the ball go up in the air. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the farthest throw I've ever seen. And the ball stayed in the air for forever and finally came down to me and I scored. So
1: that is crazy. So we have about a month left remaining before the NFL draft. Uh, what are the things that you're working on before, hopefully over the weekend, you hear your name called and maybe you hear it called early?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, Throughout this whole process, uh, I have been training in California um, with uh, Ricky Pearl and um, it's been great working with him and uh, just learning from someone that has been in the league as long as he has, playing and coaching. Um, you know, for me, I've been working on um, – just having great work um, at the beginning of the route and at the end of the route. Um, and just like I talked about earlier, honing in on details. So I'm gonna just continue to work on things that Ricky's taught me. Um and just kind of make sure that, you know, I'm ready to go when when my name's called.
1: Well, the one thing that we do know, your name will be called on draft weekend. We're gonna be excited to see you continue to progress your career in the National Football League. Thanks so much for joining the program, Dax. Thank you so much for this
4: opportunity.
0: Buck, not a surprise, right? I mean, just a real polished kid, uh, bright, impressive, and somebody that I think is going to make a a really good day three pick for somebody.
1: Yeah, he's a talented player. He he makes big plays for the Cougars all the time. It certainly helps when the quarterback is your roommate and you guys have a level of uh, synergy and connection to make those things happen, particularly when you're working off the script. But he's a really, really good player. I think what's interesting, DJ, after – um, we finished the tape and we had a chance to continue to talk and he was talking about working out and preparing and his relationship with Ricky Pro Ricky Pro is training yeah. him uh, I guess Ricky Pro is working with some of the wide receivers at Red One Sports uh, the toners in that group and I had to tell him that um, Ricky Pro was a senior when I was a freshman in North Carolina mm-hmm. and as I was entertaining the, uh, the prospect of maybe going to Wake Forest Ricky Pro was the guy and then Fast forward later, I'm scouting with the Carolina Panthers. Ricky Prohl is a part of that team that goes to Super Bowl 38. And the appreciation that I've always had for Ricky Prohl as a route runner and the fact that he has worked with him, I've told him that I believe that's going to help him because Ricky knows all the tricks of the trade. And that um, should certainly help Dax become a much better player and have a chance to kind of carve out his own path in the league.
0: I don't think people realize how long Ricky Prohl played. He played for a long time. Uh, in the NFL. and one of the pure route runners and a great teacher as well. So a great resource to tap into, uh, no doubt. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the draft goes, Buck. I, I do feel like we're in a pretty good place where we know how it looks here at the top of the draft, um, but it's going to get interesting, man. Uh, time is, uh, is ticking down, and I think maybe we got another move or two before the draft starts. It's been a wild ride here in the lead up to the draft.
1: Oh, it should be crazy, man. Like, I I think we're going to see more moves. Like, we've seen all the dominoes begin to fall with the quarterbacks. We still got a couple weeks, and we still have teams playing musical chairs trying to find their QB1
0: yeah it's going to be fun we're looking forward to it uh looking forward to you guys hanging with us here reminder we've got our 360 episodes they are right around the corner uh where we are going to uh take a deep dive on these quarterbacks we're doing it with zach wilson we're doing it with justin fields and trevor lawrence where we talk to family members uh people that have known them back to high school and, and even some before high school college coaches teammates um, what to expect from these guys as they make their journey towards the next level. So those episodes will be dropping shortly. The 360 series is back. Uh, but we appreciate you guys hanging with us here today, and we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks.
4: Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more,
2: go to NFL.com slash podcasts. perfect home sweet home
0: hey guys back at the playground again huh
2: yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah
1: and some waves so we could go surfing
2: oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, love that
1: a redwood forest would be cool
2: i'm in ah
1: ski slopes let's do it um
3: goes girl, girl shopping yeah, baby. wait
0: Did we just invent
2: California?
3: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.